Hello, one and all, and welcome back to another episode of History Spelunkers, the show where we take a deep dive into the niche and obscure topics of history and show you what we discover. I am your host, Kelvin, and joining me today is my wonderful, fantastic, and curious co-host. Say hi. Hi, my name's Ashlyn. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm he, him, but... It's worth 30 some odd episodes into us. If you don't know that by now, that's on you. Your first time listener, just you were supposed to never know Kelvin's gender, actually. Right. You were going to have to go back 10 episodes to I figure mean, that out. You should go back and listen to all the episodes. You're right. There's a lot of lore you're missing out on. A lot of history spelunkers lore, yes. <laughs> and, uh, but, anyways, yeah, we are back with another episode. And uh, we're going to. This one's very niche like all of, i try to make all the topics niche but like this is near the top of the list in terms of how uh few people really talk about it i guess you could say mm -hmm. um it is seasonal or it will be uh by the time this episode comes out nice and uh while it Initially, might get boring because it's a lot of like international conferences and stuff. Uh, I'll try to make it interesting, so hopefully y'all enjoy. But uh, let's go ahead and dive down the rabbit hole. So she's saying she's got the map, but she's the only one who can follow it. So we should shoot her? Leave her be. She will take us to the tribe. We've been saying that for hours. Two things we know are true. Eh? The stars don't shine by day. She forgot the donkey. How can we go to a spot where no land exists on any map? This chronometer keeps the exact time in London. I'm using it to make an altitude measurement to determine longitude. Only then will we find our exact spot at sea. So you expect to find the trident with a timepiece? Yes. My calculations are precise and true. I'm not only an astronomer, I'm also a horologist. <gasps> no shame in that, dear. I mean, we all have some kind of living, eh? Was it? No, no, I'm a horologist. So was my mum, but she didn't crow about it as loud as you. You're saying your mother was academically inclined? More like uh, horizontally reclined. Horology is the study of time. And she was always looking at her watch. Yeah. I could vouch for that. This topic is so niche that if History Spelunkers were an iceberg YouTube video essay, it would be at the very bottom yeah. of the iceberg. <laughs> okay. Very important question for today's episode. What time is it? That's a great question. <clears throat> 7.50 p.m. Central Standard Time. There you go. Well... As we are about to have happen in a couple of days of recording this episode, the time will change. Arbitrarily, in the middle of the night, we will have 2 a.m. twice because of daylight savings time. Everyone's favorite time of year. If you're evil. <laughs> you were telling me how you had opinions about this before we started, if you want to share them. Um, my opinion is really just that I hate it. Like, I really hate it. I hate it so much. I told Kelvin that I <clears throat> would I would do anything. I would go against every moral that I have if it meant <laughs> I could end daylight savings time. I, I cannot stand it. All my girlies 
who have sad, who understand the seasonal affective depression grind, y'all get it. <laughs> y'all get it. It is so heinous. I do not know a single person who is like, actually, no, I love changing my clock two times a <clears throat> year just cause. And, um, but yet we do it because uh, it's the way we do things. Uh, we almost stopped last year is the I know, thing. I know. I was so excited. The, the the Senate passed a bill to just stay on daylight savings time year round, but uh, they decided they had better things to do, I guess. So that didn't end up happening. Otherwise, this daylight savings time change would have been the last one we would have had to do. I know. I, this was an issue that I did, in fact, get off my ass and call my representative about. When I heard that there was a bill on the floor, I'm not kidding. I called I called my representatives and I was like, literally, please pass this. Yeah, so, and, and it, it comes up, you know, frequently in Texas legislative sessions, but it never really gets anywhere because I, they think they have better things to do, which is probably right. Like, there's a lot high-profile problems going on in the world currently but i guarantee you nothing they're passing a bill on in the house right now affects people's day-to-day -day life <laughs> and quality of life in the state as much as daylight savings time true i'm sorry <laughs> i hate it my opinions are very strong on this well uh so that's what today's topic is going to be is talking about daylight savings time and just why we measure time the way we do in mm -hmm. general um, and so to start off that topic, we got to like set down some like base measurements of okay. hours, minutes, seconds, and why they are the way they are, why years are as long as they are, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, in the famous words of Rent the Musical, how do we measure a year? 525,600 five minutes. minutes. I was gonna butcher that number, so thank yeah. you for for just saying it. Uh, I I I would be able to like sing it, but like yeah. I I have it in notes. Just That's to, good. Because I was like, I don't want to mess this up. I was genuinely about to be like eight hundred sixty-two thousand, like so off, <laughs> so wrong. Well, it it is five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. I don't know how many seconds that is off the top of my head. Times sixty, you know, whatever. It's a lot of numbers. And, uh, but the science of measuring time is known as chronometry hmm. because it has to have a fun, cool name, I guess, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, and the two parts of the science, the big ones are the clock, which is for like measuring days, mm -hmm. right? And then the calendar for measuring the year, um, or any, really any time longer than a day, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the calendar. We currently use a Gregorian calendar. Of it, the chance. Yes, of the <clears throat> of the chance. Yes, because uh it is uh because the pope is the person to blame for that. Mm -hmm. Specifically Pope Gregory back in 1582. And so we actually in a previous episode go back and listen and try to find it. We briefly discussed Gregorian calendars mm -hmm. um, and basically how once the Pope said, hey, we're using new time, the Church of England had just recently become a thing. So mm -hmm. they were basically like, no. And so England <laughs> 
kept using the old Julian calendar mm -hmm. for several years and then right at around the time George Washington and a lot of our founding fathers were being born, they decided to change it, which is why a lot of them have two birthdays. Oh, that's a, I didn't know that. That is cool. But it is like such a Greg, like a man named Greg thing to do to like change and create an entire measurement of time just like in your own name. Like that's such Greg behavior. And the thing is he probably didn't do it, right? It was probably he hired monks to do it. But like isn't like kind of the same thing if you're hiring monks to like make a calendar and you're like, but name it after me. Right. Yeah, no, that's <clears throat> very Greg. I say as someone who has Greg as a middle name. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of them. I, I belong. These are my people. But uh, so anyways, uh, the change, the Gregorian calendar, it's more accurate than the Julian calendar, which is what they used beforehand, which is named after Julius Caesar. Because again, I guess if you're super important and powerful, that's what you do is you just change time. Yeah, fair. Um, so the Julian calendar was exactly 365.25 days. Okay, interesting. Which is why leap years are a thing. Except time, the time that it takes Earth to go around Sun is not that accurate of a, it, it's not exactly 0.25 of a day. Yeah. It's closer to 365.2425, which is what the Gregorian calendar changed it to. Okay. That's the whole change. That's all that happened. So they just added more days to the year. They added a leap day, a leap year. Well, the Julian calendar also had a leap year. So, <laughs> so there was no real So point. the Gregorian calendar changed leap year to where it's, it's a leap year every four years unless that year is divisible by a hundred or, or it's, or again, if it's divisible by 400. So it's occasionally we don't have leap years. <laughs> if women were in power in the ancient world, that never would have happened. That never would have happened. They would have been like, no, we're not doing that. That's way too complicated and dumb and too much math. If women had been in charge, they would have been like, we're just going to not do that. Yeah, it, it, it's the reason why the year, like, 1996 was a leap year, mm -hmm. but 2000 wasn't. That's so dumb. Because of the weird carrying square roots and stuff just to shift everything back. And I think occasionally, like, every 500 years, maybe there's, like, a leap second added on somewhere. I feel like we need to simplify it and go back. Like, I think we should get rid of all the calendar systems and go back to the period of time in society and history where you were just referred to by how many, like, summers you've lived. Mm. Like, it was his 16th summer. Bring that back. Bring back, you know, living by the summers or the winters, whatever season you could pick. You could right. pick. You, you could be like, the spring is mm. when I count. Like, I've lived for 23 springs. Bring that back. That All I'm saying is bring that back. Well, Get rid of these calendars. You know... It, that speaking of other calendars, we have options. Gregorian's not the only one in the world. It is the one used by the majority of the world, but there are other options. Let's hear them. So uh, you could do lunar calendars. Way cooler. Uh, which instead of being based off of the time it takes the 
sun, I mean the earth to go around the sun is based off of the time the moon goes around the earth. Much cooler. And so like the most widespread example is like the Islamic calendar, which has 12 months and each, and the year is either 254 or 255 days, depending. But it's based all around new moons and full moons and stuff. You could combine the sun and the moon together to get a loony solar calendar, hmm. which I believe is how the Hebrew religious calendar goes. Um, it's similar to the lunar calendar and where its months are based off of the cycles of the moon, but every now and then they add extra months into the year in order to keep it on track of where it falls in the seasons and stuff. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, all of them, those are like the three big classes because there's only so many things in the sky that we can measure or care to measure off of. I mean, I guess there are uncountable things in the sky, but why would we base our society off of tiny little star that we have to use a telescope for whenever we can do big ball fire? <laughs> yeah, everyone can see. Actually, I personally wear the Jupiter calendar, which is just where time is what I want it to be. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, sure. Mm -hmm. Well, time is a construct. This is true and mind boggling. So, well, you know, we're, we're trying out different calendars. So okay. we're wanting to just start from scratch, you know, say have a revolution, Okay. right, in time. Well, the French, during their revolution, tried to do that. They tried to like, no, we, this is stupid. We're going to be smart and scientific about it. <laughs> they said eat the rich and their calendars. Yes. And so uh, the metric system had just become a thing mm -hmm. or was becoming a thing. And so they were like, you know what? This whole thing around decimals, we like that. Mm -hmm. Let's do decimal time. I'm pro this. This is already sounding better than what we do now. So here's how it worked. They had 12 months, each had 30 days, and then there were 10 day weeks, and uh, there was just a random extra five, six day at the end of the year as just, it wasn't part of any month. It's just week. I like the, that. You know, yeah, you could have like holidays and stuff during that time, right? I like that, yeah, just a week. And so each day, because decimal, it had 10 hours, each hour had 100 minutes, and each minute had 100 seconds. So how does that work? <laughs> uh, to give you an idea of scale, one metric minute is in our brain about 86 normal, air quotes, seconds. Yeah, sorry, that literally just broke my brain trying to conceptualize so that. So their minute is, the metric minute is about one and a half minutes. So then how did that work? Like, like would you go to sleep and then it would just be like two days later? No, it, they go to sleep at their normal times and stuff. It's just the way that they measure it is that's what I completely mean. different. But like, let's say like you go to like let's say you go to bed right at like mm -hmm. the metric midnight. Sure. You sleep for ten hours. Essentially, you've slept a metric day. Well, it depends if you're sleeping ten normal hours 
like your circadian rhythm. Oh my rhythm, god, that's even crazier. Or if you're about... sleeping the ten <laughs> metric hours. That's so much worse. Because I guess in that way, if be... you did sleep ten metric hours, yes, you would sleep twenty-four hours. So okay, sorry. This is for everyone who doesn't know. Kelvin actually was my like math tutor <laughs> freshman year of college. So. Whenever he tries to explain numbers to me, it brings me back to a time in my life I, I was glad to forget, which was the time I was in math class, and it's really picking me back, and I'm trying to think. So, if I'm thinking this correctly, the 10 metric hours, hours. are the equivalent time-wise to 24 hours. Right. Ugh, that's so weird. Because their hour is about 144 of our minutes. Okay, okay, okay. I hate that. Yeah, it. There's a reason it did not catch on. Um, France, the revolutionary France, was the only country to use it, and a lot of them didn't like it because they also decided to rename everything. So, like all of the days of the week were just given random names, and they got rid of all the religious holidays because not only are they eating the rich. They're killing the priests. Okay. And uh, so the the peasants were like, wait, I actually liked my one day a week off. And they're like, ha ha, no. <laughs> and uh, also they already had to convert it to everywhere else in the world uh, because no one else started using the metric calendar. No. And so if they're already having to like say, we're going to do it on the... 12th day of Fluvian at nine metric hour, you know, it, they're like, what does that mean? They're like, oh, actually it's like 10 o'clock on Saturday, you know? And it's like, oh, okay. Why don't you just say that the first time? Yeah. Ooh. Things are hard to change once everybody has already agreed what they are. This is true. I mean, that's like the basis of this whole thing is we all as a society have agreed. This is the way things are. It's so any change is just like oh, what? <laughs> Unless the change is daylight savings, and then I'm, and then I feel like this, everyone could get on board for that. I, yeah. But again, it is just an arbitrary change. So that's like the big stuff around calendars. Okay. I guess big weird stuff that's happened over time. Mm -hmm. Like so, the other uh, big instrument of time science is clocks. Which, mm. clocks are cool, in, sure. I guess. But uh, there's another science specifically for the study of the measurement of time using clocks called horology. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Just oh, fantastic. Yeah, they, they branded really well there. They had, you know, when Latin said aura means hour, they, they had no idea what they were doing for the study of clocks. So, so yeah, the uh, horology. Uh, so, like, why 24 hours? Mm -hmm. The Egyptians is the short answer because they created sundials and they divided the day into 10 hours, you know, 10 hours a day, 10 hours a night. And then they're like, oh... Dawn's about two hours, and dusk is about two hours, so that's where the 24 hours is. Hmm. Um, and they developed, you know, technology to measure this arbitrary time, and 
we just carried that over because why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. And so in that 24 hours, uh, the 60 minutes and stuff and the 60 seconds, that's the Babylonians because 60 is just a really good number to do math with because you can divide it by a lot of stuff. Um, like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 10, 12, 15, 20, and 30. Like you can all make even round numbers. Mm -hmm. And so the Babylonians came up with all that math of how we can divide stuff using the 60 base. And then the Greeks took it and that's that's why we do that. Okay. Which makes sense. I mean, it is like, like you said, an easily divisible number. It would kind of suck if time was measured in units of like 43, right? right? And then it was like, oh, seven and a half minutes or something. Like that would be strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or we could be like, again, it's the French again. I'm going to make keep making fun of them. But like... <laughs> Easy target. I think they don't have words for numbers over 70. Oh. They like start saying 60 and 11 and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Which yeah. is stupid and silly. That's, that's <laughs> kind of how Latin works. Like when I was studying Latin, doing the numbers got really complicated because you just keep adding them together. Right. Like when you, I mean, fun fact, when you look at like the Super Bowl numerals, like mm -hmm. they're just so long at this point. And like that's just how Latin works. You just kept adding more numerals and it's kind of overwhelming to look at. Um, so it's interesting that French kind of like carried that on i guess yeah it's funny how the super bowl used roman numerals for every year except for super bowl 50 because they didn't want it to be super bowl l <laughs> <laughs> which i mean okay fair because like it'd be kind of lame if all the t-shirts were like super bowl l, l. <laughs> that's it oh Little, man but so our next topic okay we, we've discussed science horology Chronometry. I love horology. Yes. Yeah. Study uh, of horrors. You want to I be mean, clocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, so the next thing, okay, we've got clocks, we got calendars. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Well, you know, what's the, the time zones are a thing? Very trippy. Time zones are extremely trippy. They are, uh, th they're so strange. Yeah. They, they, I, this is where it like gets down the rabbit hole of like, People really just decided, okay, we're, we're doing this now. Like, and it's so insane and arbitrary. Not to get off on a soapbox, because I'm sure you know way more about it than I do. But, like, it is just really crazy. Even in the United States, like, we have... I mean, I think in the United States, I I know of, like, the three major time zones. But I know that there's more. Mm -hmm. I think because there's Pacific time, mountain time, central time, and Eastern Standard. And I'm mm -hmm. sure there's like more than I'm missing. But Alaska it, and Hawaii. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like it's crazy just how many time zones like exist very arbitrarily. Yeah. It is interesting. I always remember driving like to Colorado, especially as a kid, it would trip me out because the clocks would change like when you pass over a certain border right. in New Mexico. It was very strange to me. Yeah, and even like going, going west, it's somewhat normal because all the lines are on state lines. Yeah. But then you go east and it's like Kentucky's split in two. Yeah. And Indiana is split in half going mm -hmm. east-west. So you go north and you go into the east time zone. Like you go backwards in time the further north. It, it's weird. Or like looking at like a team's calendar. If you, like at my company that I work uh -huh. for, there's lots of people who 
work remotely in different states and so when you're kind of trying to plan like a meeting it kind of just kind of tripped me up in my brain because in my mind I'm like oh we'll meet at 9 30 but for someone else that could be 10 30 or someone right. else that could be 8 30 or 7 30 so it was always kind of trippy trying to remember where all the time zones are yeah so I mean it did used to be worse oh <laughs> so because whenever we had clocks people would just set their clock to the sun noon mm -hmm. whenever they look up and they see the sun's at the highest point in the sky, like high noon. But yeah. it's just for that one location and that. So like a town would have its own time. You go to the next town over, they got their own noon. So the clocks aren't lined up at all. Hey, and, yes. you know, it. that's just how things work because people never really traveled more than a few miles in any direction over any prolonged amount of time so it's why would it matter yeah that makes and, sense but you know as people start to travel more with technology advancing in 1600s got people starting to make regular treks over the ocean mm -hmm. and that's kind of important to keep track of time but <laughs> also they figured out that you can use measuring time to measure distance, which is very strange in my mind, um, especially back then. So they used, basically what they would do is they use these fancy clocks mm -hmm. called chronometers. Okay. And they would set them to a specific time, usually a time from the port that they left in their home country. Mm -hmm. And they would compare that time to the solar noon of wherever they were mm -hmm. and then by doing some fancy math and stuff they could plot out their longitudinal co coordinates on the globe they could say oh we've gone so many degrees over east or west mm -hmm. and so that's super helpful whenever you're trying to find out where you are in the middle of the big blue ocean I do that every day, actually, when I plug my Waze into my phone to get somewhere. <laughs> you pull out the old chronometer. I get my cartographer, my little, like, or I guess I turn into a cartographer. I get my little, like, map. Mm -hmm. You know, what's that pencil? Ash a compass? No, thing? it's like the pencil, and you turn it in a circle, and it makes a circle. A compass? No, it's like a, it's not a compass. It's like you put a pencil in it. It's a device where you, like, you spin it in a circle, and it makes it's a perfect circle. It's called a compass? Circle. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's it's got to be called something else. Listeners, Kelvin is Googling right now to prove me wrong live on air. Math compass? Drafting compass. It's still the compass. Okay, I stand corrected, but only technically. I still spiritually feel like I was right in calling it something Use else. Use the compass and your compass. Point being, it's crazy that there was pirates used to do that, and it was like a skill that I'm sure was hard to do and probably had to be very specialized. And now I just get in my car every morning and I click a button and an app does all of that for me in moments. Technology is kind of insane. The future. <laughs> the future. But, uh, so yeah, they, they developed this math technology. People were smart. And, uh, but you still run into the problem of all the European nations had clocks set up to correspond with their own countries. Okay. So even then, they're not really coordinating together on when they are. So, for example, France had Paris time, England had London time, 
and everyone else just continues to use their local time. This all changed in the 1800s because you get the railroads. And because you can go super far, super fast, and people are expecting trains to show up at certain times, it's important to know what the time the train is going to be there and mm -hmm. what time they are talking about. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you also don't want two trains running on different times to be on the same track at the same time. That's a good point. Um, and uh, people are just confused because you'd be on a train and arrive somewhere earlier than you left, which still happens today, but not as often. Yeah, I was going to say that happened to me literally a few weeks ago when I went to North Carolina. I got off the plane and I was like, how is it? How is it an hour later than when I left? Yeah. And so uh, 1840 mm -hmm. was the year that the Great Western Ra Railway in England became the first company to standardize all of its train routes to London time. Mm. And they sent out timetables to all their stations. And by the end of the decade, basically all the railways in England follow suit because they're like, oh, that's a cool idea. And they all used London time because that's the time they picked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And U.S. railroads did the same thing in the 1870s. But they did it much more as like a single stroke. They all cabaled together and were mm -hmm. like, oh, we're going to change the time. Like, <laughs> like those, those rail barons. Villains. Yes, they all met in the smoky backfield room with their steepled fingers and were like, hmm, yes, <laughs> what evil plot? Oh, I know, we'll change the time. <laughs> And so that's what they did on November 18th, 1883. You know what? Not the worst thing the railroads did. All the major railroads adopted a system of four time zones across the U.S. Okay. And they said, we're doing this now. Why four? Why not just like, why, why didn't they all just be like, screw it, Chicago time? So uh, the, the time that it's generally like, we've blocked out like the grid on a globe mm -hmm. that's in like 15 uh degrees of longitude or whatever it's is and so that's the idea of an hour okay as far as how far the sun moves so the sun moves that far and so you can draw roughly four of those 15 degree longitude sections across the u.s okay which is why they picked that. Fair enough. But it wasn't like these straight lines either. It was kind of just, oh, we'll lump these stations together so that they're kind of all in the same time and, you know, just based off of more economic stuff, really. Yeah. Um, which is a trend that carries on to this day, as we will see later. But um, that November 18th date in 1883, it became known as the Day of Two Noons. Because that just, a lot of places across the country had multiple times that day. They have two noons. Yeah. And so the idea of conforming to railroad time was actually uh, very unpopular for a lot of people. Because it's like, why would I? What about God's time? <laughs> this, is, this isn't natural. <laughs> Clocks? This isn't what God intended. 
I, you know what I have to say about the American people throughout history? You know, our people, there is nothing we will not throw an absolute bitch fit about. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of times it's a bad thing. I get other people and cultures and countries, like, hate that about us. But there's something about being, you know, descended from a long line of the pettiest people on the face <laughs> of the earth that just fills me with a little bit of pride. Yeah. Just a little bit of pride. Because there is not, seriously nothing. Over, if being a history major taught me anything, there's nothing the American public will not throw a complete <laughs> irrational bitch fit about given the chance, including clocks of time. Yeah. So yeah, it, it people complained, um, you know, expressed their constitutional right to bitch and moan. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. That's actually my God-given right. Oh, there you go. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, once the railroads do it, basically 90% of any sizable population center within the next few years basically just had to adjust because the trains are like, we're showing up at this time, regardless of whatever your time is. And that runs all your commerce. That mm. runs any sort of transportation. And so once you have to use you have to use their time in order to get anything done. And so yeah. once you're already doing that, it doesn't make sense to have two times. So, okay. But, uh, so this like sort of happening haphazardly across like all the major industrialized parts of the globe. But again, there's still some conflict because everyone's using their own standards based on their nationalism of England time, France time, USA four times, you know. <laughs> um, and so it just is still haphazard. There's, you know, no one's internationally can agree on when a day starts or what time this boat is going to land over there or anything of that nature. And so... Because people began to notice that there's problems whenever you have all these conflicting systems. In October of 1884, uh, the president at the time, uh, I believe it was Arthur, Chester Arthur, um, he gathered the great nations of the world, meaning mm -hmm. Europe and some Latin America and U.S. Canada. Mm -hmm. He gathered them all together for a conference in Washington, D.C., and this was the International Meridian Conference. Oh, okay. I have heard of this. And uh, while we are talking about time zones, they did not make time zones. The main argument that they spent several days trying to figure out was where to put the zero degrees longitude line <laughs> on the map. <laughs> awesome. Okay, continue. Because... Uh, like I established with the 15 degrees longitude being an hour, well, there's 24 hours in a day. We got to find out where time starts. Where does the day start? Okay. So like, it, like where in the world are we going to consider like a new day starting? Right. Okay. And you can start it anywhere because it's all day and night. It will all be the same time on somewhere eventually. So okay. you got 360 degrees of, we're going to start here. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of pride with like, oh, 
the world revolves around my time. Of course. And of course there was nobody, I guess, at this conference from like the continents of like Asia, Africa, the like the country like the parcel of land that became. But no, Australia. they're the colonies. Of course. Why would the colonies get a decision? <laughs> Why would we include two of the world's biggest population centers in this in this conversation? Because they're poor. <laughs> Is basically what they said. Classic. Classic 1880s. uh, So eventually, after uh, these disagreements, uh, the conference voted almost unanimously to make the zero degree longitude line pass through the Greenwich Observatory in London, England, which is where Greenwich, the name Greenwich time comes from Mm -hmm. and they picked that because the greenwich observatory was the national observatory of england and england was the first country to standardize their clocks in that way of having a time zone Mm -hmm. and england's also the largest colonial empire in the world and (laughs) most of europe is like okay that's fine it's their idea you know yeah and only three nations did not vote for it. Two abstained. So Brazil and France abstained because France is its own petty self. Of course. And the only country to vote against it was Costa Rica because they're like, hey, why do y'all get to say all this? But everyone's like, quiet now, Costa Rica. <laughs> everyone's hush, like, hush. <laughs> Just be glad you're invited. <laughs> They're like, Costa Rica, be thankful you have a seat at this table. Yes. To um, quote from Jennifer's body, the fact that it is, like, funny. This is very American of me to say, and I can very much, um, like, appreciate that this is a very, like, Western-centric, American-centric worldview. But there is something kind of funny to me about how, you know, Britain, in my mind, is kind of irrelevant. Like, in terms of, like, a, like a world stage, like, the world powers... Britain's, like, kind of irrelevant. Like, China, Russia, India, the U.S. Like, these are countries that I feel like are really huge players on, like, a world stage. Right, right. In terms of, like, global conflict. I mean, there's lots of other regions and countries that are also very important. But as an American, those are kind of the big four that come to my mind. And it is, like, so funny because I constantly am forgetting that England used to be, like, the most relevant. Mm -hmm. To quote from Jennifer's body, the only reason they were able to get Greenwich time is because that was back when they were, quote, like, still socially relevant. <laughs> Sorry to everyone who loves the Brits. You know, love their music, love the culture, but, like, in terms of global power, they just, they would never get Greenwich time now if we were having this discussion. No, no. It, it would, I mean, it would be Washington, D.C. time, if we're being honest, but... <laughs> they can't get a state, they can't get a vote or statehood, but they can get a clock. Yeah, they get the clock. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's um, how... They picked that time, but a lot of the consideration was that they did not want the, you know, they were like, okay, time is going to start at midnight in London, England. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also did that because they did not want the anti-meridian, which is the exact opposite, which is also where a day starts because Mm -hmm. of the earth being a globe Mm -hmm. 
and uh, they did not want that to be in to split any major population centers because okay. it'd be weird to have Europe being on two different days for a prolonged amount of time. That does make sense, but then in my mind, I think it would have been smarter to put it on like a small island that doesn't have that many people living on it. Well, I mean, the anti-meridian does go through the Pacific. Oh, okay, okay. Which, so that was kind of the logic behind it. Of course, they could have flipped it and had the anti-meridian be the prime meridian, but you'd have you have to have an observatory there in order to guarantee the time to make yeah. sure that everyone's clocks are right, you know? Okay. And uh, it's kind of hard to do that on the middle of nowhere that an observatory does not exist, right? That's fair. Imagine being an intern and you like screw up like one thing in the observatory, like the measuring tool and time has been like wrong forever, but you were just like too afraid <laughs> to say that you've like destroyed time. You're like, uh, it's fine. See, that's the conspiracy theory that they don't want you to know about. Is that the time has been wrong this entire time. <laughs> the time has been wrong. You know, I believe that actually. I, that's like, if all the conspiracy theories I've ever heard, that one I think seems to be like it would it would be the most true. And there's, you know, what time is the actual time? Who knows? It's been lost. Technically, like, not. Like, there isn't. Because it's it's not real. No, that, one... That's the point of this whole episode, <laughs> is everything is arbitrary. Guys, you can just stop listening now, because the point of this episode is that time is an illusion, nothing is real. Um, yeah. The cake is a lie, all that. Like, what is... <laughs> I've never heard of the cake is a lie. Oh, like, uh, the cake The portal. Look... The video game. It's a video game. Okay. Reference. I'm sorry. Actually, this is a funny moment because Kelvin and I's brains were on very different wavelengths. You were thinking of the portal <laughs> video game. I was thinking of those videos on Instagram Reel of people cutting into <laughs> something cakes. that looks real. Like the hyper-realistic cakes. It, like, it applies in both. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> we're talking about hyper-realistic cakes. Ugh. So, anyways, back on time Sorry, zone. Yeah, no, that that was back fun. On track. Um, so they picked where time starts. Okay, Greenwich. Yes, but like I said, they did not create universally recognized time zones because that was actually like the one thing that the conference explicitly left out of. We're not gonna decide this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to do this one thing. And that they hoped that um, it would sort itself out, basically. <laughs> but because they've picked uh, when time starts, basically, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the end of World War One, a lot of nations had adjusted their time zones to work in relation to Greenwich time. Okay. Which, are, that makes sense. Because, that you know, once you've started this, it gets the ball rolling and... Stuff just happens. Mm -hmm. um, and it is during that period of time that, you know, up to this point, it's all kind of just been arbitrary, like the trains invented time, you know, or whatever. And so uh, it's during this period that nations actually went about legalizing time zones in their respective cases. Okay. Um, which legalizing time is a strange concept, but um, England legislated their time zone in 1880. 
the U.S. actually was late to the game. They did not until 1918. Okay. And I was talking about France being petty and not <laughs> abstaining to vote for England to be the center of time, right? <laughs> um, well, even though they were part of the conference and therefore adopted like the resolutions, uh, they explicitly did not adopt the Greenwich median as being zero degrees longitude until 1911. Dang. And even when they did that, they did not call it Greenwich time or London time or any of that. They instead called it Paris time retarded by nine minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> oh my God. I love that actually. I'm sorry. Like there's one thing I love and it's pettiness. And I think that's something extremely funny about calling your time zone. Like, like, like just being like, oh, it's our time, but like nine minutes later. Yeah. That's really funny. And they did that until the 1970s. What? And then they changed it to universal time. So they still won't call it Greenwich time. No, but to be fair, most places have swapped to calling it universal time. I mean, okay, not as cool of a name, but I'll, I, that's fair. And so, yeah, time zones have been established and they've mostly coordinated to rotate around London, England. Yeah. And so you think there's 24 hours in a day, 24 time zones, mm -hmm. and roughly about that equal size of 15 degrees longitude, and, uh, you know, problem solved. But, uh, we're, we, like I said, everything's arbitrary. Oh, no. It's all fake. There's a twist coming, I guess. So, it. um... Like I said, we swapped to calling it universal time, universal okay. coordinated time for the most part. And the way it is annotated is Greenwich time, that time zone is uh, UTC zero. Okay, I've seen that. And then all the other time zones are plus or minus however many hours they are off of Greenwich time. Okay. Is plus like you're ahead of it or is... Yes. Okay. So like if it is noon in Greenwich... If you are in plus one UTC, you are one o'clock whenever it is noon in Greenwich and vice versa. If it's minus, you're 11 and so on. Okay. And so that's how that works. So if you had to guess, you know, I've established it would make sense to have 24 time zones. How many time zones do we have in the globe? In the whole world. The thing is, I already know it's going to be a stupid answer. It's going to be an answer that makes no sense. Uh, I'm going to say like 36. You're close. Really? There are 37 to <gasps> 38, depending on the time of year. What's... Okay. I mean, first of all, I'm extremely <laughs> proud that I was that close, but need to know about this optional time zone. Oh, daylight savings time. But oh! We'll get yeah. to it. Oh, okay. Uh, so, what are these other time zones right because mm -hmm. uh we only have 24 hours to work with we've decided we've established through the millennia of all making stuff up we've arbitrarily decided we got 24 hours one arbitrary rule. where is the extra time coming from <laughs> one arbitrary rule has stood the test of time and it's the 24 hour day yeah so you obviously have the time zones that are plus or minus 12 hours okay from utc Oh my god, I just, I'm sorry, I just realized that Daylight Savings Time jacks that up even more. 
Because if, like, right now, we're, like, I mean, obviously, I don't know, but if mm. we're, like, plus two hours from right. UTC right now, in daylight savings time, won't we be plus one? Because we go back an hour? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we I go mean, back an hour. yeah. Oh, that's, like, so, my brain just, like, kind of, I think, like, a gear in my head just broke thinking about that. <laughs> it's fun. Um, so, uh, so not only do we have time zones that are set off by an hour. Mm-hmm. There are eight time zones that are set off by 30 minutes from the next time zone. Okay. Um, the, most notable, the, the most notable of these would be India, mm-hmm. which is the time zone of plus five and a half. Ooh, okay. And, uh, but it gets worse because there's also three time zones that are 45 degrees off. No. Which the most notable is being Nepal, which is right next to India, but it's plus 5.45. So it's... Oh, the math on that's got to well, be... Well, 5.45, I guess. So Nepal is always 15 minutes ahead of India. Okay, interesting. And then there's two other time zones that are weird because of the international daylight. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to those. At least in the U.S., I feel like our time is like it's off by whole hours. Like it's like Eastern time is like literally one hour, and then like mm-hmm. Pacific time I think is like minus two hours from Central. So it's interesting because it's like at least in our. I mean, I get confused anyway doing like PST, CST, EST, but at least it's not fifteen minutes of time. Right. That's a way more confusing metric. I feel. And uh, for reference, Central time, which is the one that we are in, the best is one. minus five from UTC. Okay, so we're five hours behind. Yes. So we're, we're exactly opposite of India, except for 30 minutes. Interesting. So <laughs> so right now, that would make it, it's like 8.37 p.m. now. So if they- It'd be 8.37, no. <laughs> That's not five. It'd it's it's one, 10 hour difference. 10 hour? Yeah, because it's our five hours. Are you trying to do London or... I'm in- trying to do India, like what time it would be right now. So it's India. a 10 hour difference. Oh, because it's like minus five back to the UTC, then back... The other five. Okay. And then the 30 minutes. So it's currently 8.37 a.m. in India. No, it, no I, I think it's like closer to six or seven. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, it's weird. I can't do the math of time. Um. So the, the two really... The ones that really scratch my brain okay. are right around the international dateline. Mm-hmm. And we've established that the anti-meridian, the 180 degree line on planet Earth is exactly opposite, goes through the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Well, um, it's, we have decided that the international dateline is not a straight line. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. For, and so some of it makes sense because... Um, if it was to be in a straight line, the little bit of Russia right across from Alaska, it kind of gets cut off Mm -hmm. from the rest of Russia. So we've made it curve around Russia to go through the Bering Strait. (laughs) Okay. And then it mostly goes in a straight line through most of the Pacific until we get about halfway through or more than halfway, like two thirds of the way down. And, uh, it decides to take a hard left turn and goes east for a bit and then it goes north Mm -hmm. and then it goes back east 
down at a diagonal. Why? Back west. Why does it do this? Uh, here, I'm gonna show you a picture just to show you uh, okay. how weird it is. Okay. Even like the Bering Strait thing to me doesn't make that much sense because at one point the Bering Strait was a landmass. Like, like the globe changes. At some point, the Bering Sea will probably maybe be a landmass again. You know. So this is what I mean by the squiggly <laughs> line. Why? Why? Why does it look like that? So why does it do that? The reason. That's so dumb. Is uh, again totally arbitrary. Wait, go back. I have to ask a question. Mm. Are Samoa and American Samoa on different sides of this dateline? Very astute observation there. Oh my God, no! I I, I will tell you just how absurd <laughs> oh it is. Oh no! So, uh, the it like I said, it's in the South Pacific. And this detour uh, makes this very weird shape. I'll leave a picture in the show notes for people to look at it. Guys, please look at it. Um, it is so freakish. But uh, it creates extra time zones, specifically UTC plus 13 and plus 14, because that jagged shape is so strange that it cuts a full two hours in the opposite direction. Oh my God. But they want to stay on the same day. As everyone on their side of the line. But like, why even do, what, like, why don't just make it a straight line at that point? So, the nations that are circled out are Samoa, Tonga, and Kiribati. Mm -hmm. And they did it for political reasons. They decided mm -hmm. for economic, um, like, communicating trade and stock markets and all that stuff. They decided that it would be better for their nations to be on that specific time because it's closer to their more immediate direct trade partners. Which are who? Like Australia, Philippines, China. They're all closer. So they want to be on closer to their time. Okay. As opposed to United States, South America type of deal. So then America Samoa is only on a different time zone because America like colonized it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damn. So, America Samoa can be negative. It's a negative 11 UTC in Samoa. Well, it's negative 11 in American Samoa and plus 13 in Samoa Samoa. Oh. So, that's a... Uh, that is a crazy time difference. I do kind of also wonder then how that works, because it's not as if the sun is traveling in that jagged line. No. So then it's like, they're, the time of day appears the same in Samoa and American Samoa, but they just call it, like, different times. Yeah, so, as of the time of this recording, it is 2.42 p.m. Thursday in American Samoa. Okay. And in Samoa, Samoa, it is 2.42 p.m. Friday. So they are a full day apart from each other. You just broke my entire brain. That is, like, I totally get the reasoning for why they want to be on that time zone. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I honestly just feel bad for the people living in American Samoa that they are forced to be on this, like... They are 40 miles apart from each other and a full day away. That just shows you that time is literally nothing. That's so ridiculous. Alaska is negative 9 UTC, and Kiribati is plus 14. You could draw a straight line on the globe, and they would be lined up, so they should have the same time. 
but it could be 6 a.m. Monday in Kiribati, and it would be 8 a.m. Sunday in Alaska. I'm sorry? Yeah. What? That is... I think you genuinely just broke my entire brain. That is insane to me. Um, another weird thing with time zones is because they're so arbitrary. Um, you could have as many or as few as you want inside your own country. So, like, Russia has 11. Uh, 11 time zones? They're massive, yeah. I mean, I get that that's... I, I get that they're big enough to warrant having 11 time zones, but it just seems crazy to me that they would have 11 time zones. Yeah, and uh, of course they're not in straight lines. Of course. I mean, because that would just be too easy. That would just, you know. Yeah, it would be too easy. And where's the fun whenever you could have oh, the... like random blobs of time that are the same time, but they're not connected to each other. Yeah, okay. For everyone look who cannot see this at the moment, hopefully Kevin will also put this one in the show notes, but... There's this whole section of Russia on a map that is one time zone, and then there are other time zones that are, say, at the same time, but they are completely separated by other time zones. It's so bizarre looking. It would be as if Houston and Dallas were on the same time zone, and then Austin and San Antonio were, like, on a completely different time zone. Yeah. Like, that is basically the visual we're looking at right now. Yeah, it is, uh... It's fun. They have the most time zones, though. So, 11 is the max you get to have. Apparently. We've decided. Um, like, that's a law? Or they, they just, that's just how that I mean, worked that, out? I mean, that's just how it worked out in okay. Russia. Um, no, we, we did not at the UN. <laughs> you can only have 11 time zones. Russia, you've gone too far. You're not getting another one. <laughs> you have to lose one. Give one back. Give one, give one to American Samoa. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, but it gets absurd in the opposite direction because you got China, mm -hmm. which is roughly about the same size as the U.S., so it should have about four time zones. But they all run on Beijing time, regardless of where you are in the country. So that would be like everyone in California runs on New York City time. And to me, that kind of makes sense. Like, to me, I feel like that makes more sense. It makes sense until your nine to five is what should be your like, what's the math? 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. Honestly, that's like my ideal schedule. I would love to work yeah. 5 to 1 p.m. I like having my afternoon time. Oh, I mean, it, there you go. There, I'm, I got to move to some place in China, I guess, to get my, my schedule. But then, of course, not everywhere else in the world does that. So you of get, course. you know, you cross a border and the time changes. So mm -hmm. you get the largest time zone change is also because of China. And you cross the border into Afghanistan. And um, there's a three and a half hour time jump. Wow. Because Beijing time is plus eight UTC. And Afghanistan is plus 430 so oh um, yeah that's tough yeah no. <laughs> but i mean it's nowhere near as bad as the time difference between like samoa and american samoa i mean that's it's just you're on a different day that to me is it's like the crazy. same time though well because there's probably people though who like you i probably travel samoa I mean, islands yeah. yeah like are moving Take between the ferry, them yeah i'm sure people have family members who live on like both sides like both islands and that just seems insane to be like, oh, I'll see you in three days. I'm going back a day to visit, like, my uncle and mm -hmm. Like, that's such a bizarre way to, like, have to measure time. 
Yeah, and then and then of course got the question of, uh, you know, we travel in space now. What time is it in space? Did you did you research what time it is in space? Can I guess? Because I don't sure. know. I would hope this is. I guess this is my guess, and this is my hope is that space time would run on just like the military twenty four hour clock. Yeah, but where? What are you starting on? Like, uh, what time zone are you using? I mean, I'm assuming like UTC. They'd have to. I mean, they they use UTC, but for all the time references in the transit between like the International Space Station and from where they launch, they use whatever. Say they launch from Florida. Yeah. They use Florida time until they get to the space station. I guess it's like okay, that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. That's so such a mind boggle. Plus, I guess it'd be crazy if you flew off. If you took off from Florida and it's like 2 p.m. Right. And then you leave and you fly to the International Space Station. It's like completely different. I don't, how long does that take? Like hours? How long? How, how many long hours does it... does it take for them to get from like Cape Canaveral to the International Space Station? It's anywhere from six hours to three days. Interesting. Okay. Oh, three days to get to the moon. So six hours. Okay, okay, so that's so interesting. Three days to get to the moon. Yeah. That's a long, that's a long drive. That is. Long drive to the moon. <laughs> long drive. But, uh, so yeah, uh, it, yeah, so that's fun. And uh, also talking about space, uh, you know, we're eventually going to go to Mars. So what time will it be on Mars? Mars doesn't have a 24-hour day. Can't we just make it have one? That's not how the sun works. <laughs> yeah, okay, but as we've learned from our <clears throat> earlier section on calendars, we don't have to measure time by the sun. We could measure it by, like, other We've modes. decided it does have 24 hours, but okay. they're not the same length no! as ours. No! Because their day is, like, 20 minutes longer. So it's just ever so slight. So you get the phenomena of people at like NASA who work on the Mars rovers and stuff. Uh, they have to work on Mars time, <laughs> living in an Earth time world. What is that like? So that ah. means that the times that they wake up on Earth shifts gradually throughout like the week. To Mars time? I mean, they, they are constantly on Mars time, what? but like they could be waking up at like eight o'clock AM one day on uh, Monday. They wake up at 8 AM Tuesday. They're waking up at 820 okay. Wednesday, 840, so on and so forth. But you go so long, eventually you're waking up at like 7 PM to go to work for your eight hour shift and you get back in 3 AM and so, yeah, eventually it just totally screws your life over. But, like, how, like, at what point doesn't, do you just stop moving it forward 20 minutes? Like, is Mars time just constantly it, it, moving it, forward? It, it, no. Our time has to constantly shift. Their time is staying the same. The sun is still rising at their same, but because they are not equal, one is shifting they're shifting relative to each other. See, if I were an astronaut, if I had all the power in NASA and I was in charge of deciding what the clocks were going to look like on Mars, I simply would just say, there's one hour of the day we add 20 minutes to it. Like noon, instead of noon being like, like instead of 12 to one, you know, being like, like an hour, mm. I would say 
this hour is going to last an extra 20 minutes. It's just an extra 20 minutes long. That's what they've done. No. I feel like they've but done Earth something time worse. Is, they're, they're, that's what they've done for Mars time. I but, would just make it, like, I would say from the hours of 12 to 1. Oh, you actually, just picked a random arbitrary hour that is 20 minutes longer? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, you just oh. make one of the hours of the day 20 minutes longer. That's mm. it. Like, you're like, okay, from tw you're like instead of 12 to 1 being a 60-minute hour, it's now an 80-minute hour. For just for that one hour just for that one hour because i feel like that would make my life easier than constantly having to like account for an extra 20 minutes see the notation would work but the reality of where the sun is on mars and what time you'd have to wake up wouldn't change you'd still have to shift relative to earth time i don't think i just am choosing to believe that's yeah, not yeah. true okay that's... I, just, I can't conceptualize how that would work like in my brain it's sorry valid. to anyone on the listening who's like this girl is so dumb. She like this is such an obvious concept. She's not grasping, but no, like I, it truly is so mind-boggling to me. The as idea we've of Mars established, time. this is all stupid. <laughs> it's all arbitrary. The thing is, you know, if there ever were Martians living on Mars, I wonder what their system of time was. That's a good question. Yeah. But uh, so finally, the moment you've been waiting for. Our next subject <sighs> is daylight savings time. My enemy. So, because we've already established that everything's stupid and complicated, let's just add more fun to the mix. Mm -hmm. um, the vast majority of the world, at some point, has used daylight savings time, but the vast majority of the world has decided that it's a stupid idea and has stopped. Yeah, yeah. Today, Europe, the United States, and Canada are the largest like chunk of area that still uses it. And you get a few outliers like New Zealand, uh, Israel, Iran, parts of Australia. Parts. Um, that still use it. Um, but uh, the concept, you know, if you have to explain daylight savings time, is that you change the time of the day during the summer in order to let the sun set later. That's what the reason is. Um, they often say Benjamin Franklin is the guy that came up with the idea. Um, he did publish the idea, but uh, they were still using like local time, mm -hmm. like local solar time whenever he was around. And his was more of like he, he published it as a piece of satire as like, ha ha ha, the, the, you know, the, he was, Basically saying the French were better at time management than Americans. And like, oh, we Americans, you know, we would just move the time back because we're so bad at managing our time. <laughs> and it's like, well, you're right. We did do that eventually. But, um, but it wasn't an anything serious. Fun fact, then the satire that he came up with the idea, quote, quote, uh, was the same one where he's comes up with the phrase early to bed early to rise and oh my gosh. all of that that's funny so the more you know um but the first legitimate like proposal of hey daylight savings time is a good thing let's try it was in 1895 in new zealand uh, and it was an entomologist mm -hmm. named george hudson okay and he did it for purely selfish reasons, because as an entomologist, as a person who studies bugs, he wanted more time to collect bugs. And he was so real for that, actually. And he, 
And so he wrote his congressman and yeah, he was like, you need to give me more time of more sunlight to collect my bugs. And um, he was real. He was so true for that. But uh, New Zealand did not take him up on the offer. Boo. Um, but the first place that did test it out was not long after, and it was Port Arthur in Ontario, Canada. It was the first city to implement daylight savings time in 1908. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just the city. And so uh, the first nations to implement a daylight savings time were Germany and Austria-Hungary in 1916 during the middle of World War One, so that way they could conserve coal. Interesting. Okay. Because if people are awake whenever the sun's up, they don't need to be burning fires to light their houses, whatever. So far I'm hearing zero cons to having more sunlight. Zero cons. Yeah, which is why they decided it was a good idea to change the clocks. Um, why do they change? Sorry, I don't mean to even interrupt. I just I get so heated. Why do they change them back to the to the dark? Like I, I want to make it clear. I like the spring forward. Like I like having the sunlight. What I don't like is when we set the clocks back and it's dark from like eight a.m. to like five p.m. It is so heinous to be waking up and it's pitch black dark. You leave your house for work, dark. You get off of work, dark. Like, I, it, it is boggling to me. How is it even, like, it, like, I know that they can't physically actually make the sun be longer, mm. but it somehow does feel as if there is someone controlling the sunlight to make it less long. Like, it, it just feels like collectively there's less hours of sunlight and it confuses me. Yeah. But long story short, I am very pro. We just spring forward to get, like, all the daylight and we'd never turn the clocks back. I mean, yeah, we'll, That's we'll, what I'm we'll definitely get to people making that same argument here in a bit. Okay. Um, so yeah, most nations, they adopted daylight savings time during World War One, but they didn't make the change permanent. Yeah, so like um, the United States, it wasn't until World War Two that, again, the United States restarted up daylight savings for wartime effort, mm -hmm. and then... They kept it permanent after that point. Okay. Um, other nations, they didn't keep it permanent, but in the 1970s, they hopped back on during the oil crisis and stuff with mm -hmm. OPEC. Again, to save energy. That's the only... People are saying it's like, oh, it's for farmers and stuff. No, the only reason is that way you can keep electric lights on for less time. Yeah. That's it. Great reason. So, beginning in the 1960s and 70s, in the U.S. and Europe, there are discussions about moving permanently to daylight savings time, like you are suggesting. Why go back to the darkness and the stupid time? We're on the day. stupid time. Um, so, people don't like switching their clocks, um, especially if there's not a war to justify it. So, in 1966, the United States created the Uniform Time Act, which regulated how modern daylight saving time works with clocks changing at two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday in the spring and then jumping back in the fall. That's whenever we get the system that we currently have now. Mm -hmm. Arizona and Hawaii d chose not to opt in. Okay. Um, they exempted themselves from daylight savings time because 
Um, and same with basically all of like the overseas territories of Puerto Rico, American Samoa, all that. Basically because they're all closer to the equator and so they don't have to deal with the seasonal shifts of sunlight as much. Mm -hmm. Like it's just sunnier yeah. generally? It's just sunnier or... Darker in Alaska's case. Right. Well, Alaska did hop on, but... Okay. Um, so yeah, that's how that works. Uh, in 1974... The U.S. implemented a one-year trial period of year-round daylight savings time. My ideal life, actually, yeah. And it was initially popular. But over three months from December of 1973 to March of 1974, public support dropped from 79% to 42%. Mainly because people did not like the, the idea of children going to school in the dark. Boo! Because basically the choice of why we're shifting is we're shifting forward in the summer so that way the sun sets later in the afternoon. Yeah. We shift back in the fall so that way it rises earlier so that way we're not driving around everywhere in the dark. But we are. But eventually, we are. yes, because eventually, you know, but we get longer. We get a few more days. We're just grasping. <laughs> Like, it's so dumb to me because I'm like, in my mind, right, the solution is not, okay, let's just make it darker earlier so that kids can go to school with the sunlight in the morning. I mean, no offense, but FDM kids. <laughs> but my, I'm like, why don't we just make schools start later? It's almost like... No, we want to... <laughs> no, that's a good idea. Amer America do something that actually benefits the citizenry challenge. <laughs> the United States is so classic for being like, you know what people would actually really enjoy? Uh, more sunlight and, you know, three-day work week. have to spend more of them inside. <laughs> yeah. Kids not having to be in school for, like, ten hours a day. It'd be actually great if they could go in at, like, you know, nine, like adults do, to no. work. No. Because that's, like, a manageable, Wrong. normal time. Wrong. Communist. Be awake. <laughs> so. But instead, we're like, no, we should make children be awake, fully functioning, and expect their parents to get them somewhere by seven o'clock in the morning. Because the children long for the days of child labor and we did wrong by them by taking them out of the coal mines they long for the mines they long for the mines and they long for sticking their tiny hands in like the factory gears yes um that's you got one hand tim <laughs> you were uh, pulling some double shifts at that clock factory right right uh seven man. year old but anyways so uh People didn't like the idea of kids going to school in the dark. It's and there are also like some several high profile traffic accidents that the media picked up on that <laughs> they blamed on this. And so the one year trial period didn't even last the full year because it, people turned against it <gasps> that fast. These people, you know what? You guys had it so good. You guys had it so good and you ruined it for the rest of us. Um, like they didn't even get a chance to experience like the true like daylight savings time part of it. I, oh, no. But, um, so yeah, over the next few decades, the exact time of year when we sh changed to daylight savings time mm -hmm. moved around. So actually, even though it's daylight savings time and natural time are the two words, we spend more of the year in daylight savings time than we do in natural time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, why don't we just change back to full round? Um, every year, people complain. Well, on March 15th, 1922... Not... <laughs> 19... Whoa! <laughs> 
kind of late. March 15th, 2022, Mm -hmm. the United States Senate unanimously passed the Sunshine Protection Act. Okay. This law would make daylight savings time the new standard time. Real. And then would abolish daylight savings time, keeping us on it year-round. So we would just always have more sunlight. Right. I mean, yeah. It, it would just keep us permanently on daylight savings time. I cannot tell you how bad I want this. Like, I cannot. I cannot express to you how desperately I need that. And so it would make daylight savings time year-round effective fall 20... Well, it would be effective in 2023. Um, like... The one that we were are about to do would be the last time we changed, and then whenever we changed back in 2024, that's it. No yeah. longer change. Um, but given that we, it's uh, 2023 and uh, nothing happened with that law. Oh God! Um, safe to say it's not going to happen because I guess they, you know, like I said, they got more things to deal with. But the reason why it passed unanimously is also kind of dubious um, because it is a senator that went up and did it. They have this, uh, in the United States Senate, uh, we have this thing called unanimous consent. Okay. Where basically, as long as no one stops you, you can skip all of the debate on any bill and just pass it immediately. If, if no one says, <laughs> hey, don't do that, they can do it. And uh, so that's what happened was uh, uh, <laughs> just Senator like, Marco Rubio, I believe it was, who was his bill. He went up and said, hey, uh, I asked unanimous consent to pass this bill. And no one said no. And so it got passed unanimously. Um, but the thing is, is that... Uh, the, the one caveat is like, as it only takes a single person to stand up and say, don't do that. To, <laughs> then okay. they actually have to like stop and debate and take a vote yeah. and things. Um, but uh, the thing is, is that also uh, in the United States Senate, um, a lot of the times no one's paying attention or is even on the floor. So true. <laughs> So, uh, that's basically what happened is he tried to pull a fast one and no one knew he was going to bring it up. And so whenever he asked for unanimous consent, people were like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, I was like, I have no idea what's actually going on. And then whenever they found out afterwards that that's what happened, some of the members were so pissed (laughs) and they're like, I wasn't there, but if I was... I would have stopped that shit. No! Whoever said that they would have stopped the daylight savings time bill does not have my vote. Uh, I mean, I think they were from Arkansas, the one that, like, explicitly said it, but... uh, Of course. Which is, like, why? Like, I'm sorry, Arkansas, what's your... You just hate happiness and joy and and sunlight and... I mean, it is Arkansas, so... (laughs) Not to hate on Arkansas, but... But to hate on Arkansas. (laughs) Uh, But, so, yeah, uh... The, the bill, we've, we have a new Congress now, so someone would have to reintroduce that bill and we have to start from scratch all over again. And uh, safe to say the senators are probably going to pay attention and it's not going to pass unanimously no. next time. But um, 
Mexico, you know, is ahead of us. They uh, decided to stay on daylight savings time full round. They just swapped over in the last couple of years. Um, except for in the border region, like in major cities along the border with the United States mm -hmm. and in like Cancun, because there's so many U.S. tourists there that mm. we have to cater to them doing daylight savings time. <laughs> that's, so, that's so bad and heinous. So, you know, you're saying daylight savings time full year round. And that's, that's the dream, right? That's the dream. Well, my dream. No, Ashlyn. no, don't tell me you're on the other side of the decision. No, I, I'm full on daylight okay, savings time. I was going to say. But my true dream okay. the is uh, something called universal time. Okay. It's not my idea, but... Uh, okay, so it's not the Kelvonian no, calendar. No, no, I, I would not take that. But uh, basically, we just set all the clocks in the world to universal standard time, London time. Mm -hmm. And then, like, how Beijing has it everywhere in the country just goes up Beijing time. We do that, but for the entire world. I agree. Like, I actually agree with that 100%. Yeah. And, you know doesn't matter like everyone just operates on the same time doesn't mean you're all working at the same obviously because you got day night whatever yeah um you just work your local sunlight hours and but but i guess the caveat to that is like what we were talking about earlier where all the towns have like their own unique no because they're all on the same time they're just all working at different times so like instead of you have someone working nine to five in london we might be working 3 p.m. to 11 a.m. But it would, like, look like 9 to 5. There. Right. It, the sun would be doing your 9 to 5 normal stuff. It's just instead of A the sun rises it. at 9 a.m. No, the sun rises at 4 p.m. every day. Okay. I feel like that's a... And we just... Or we wake up at midnight, you know. Mm -hmm. I support that. I would be on board with that. Um... And, you know, probably you swap it over to using the military 24-hour yeah. clock just to, you know, keep things simpler because a.m. and p.m. don't mean the same things anymore if you're mm. using, if we're all on the same time. No, that totally makes sense. I agree. So, um, so yeah, that is my dream. And that's a good dream. That's a dream that I would be very on board with personally because all, if this episode has taught me anything, it's like this is all kind of some... This is some bullshit, and yeah. we should just not. It's so complicated. If we all decide together to just stop, we could. Well, the French can't even decide what to call the universal time point, so I guess that's a <laughs> pipe dream if there ever was one. But uh, so yeah, that that's today's episode. That is so crazy. I feel like one thought that I did have that I feel like was maybe a good ending thought for the episode is. We were talking about in Egypt and the sundials and how they kind of made this technology to capture time. Mm. It did give me kind of this moment of nostalgia of thinking about how in, you know, ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, like all the kind of the old world before they really had these like precise measurements of time mm -hmm. was just how much more relaxed in a lot of ways, like day to day life for people was because like, for instance, let's say we were living in, like, ancient Rome, uh -huh. and we were going to sit down to write something on papyrus, you know, the ancient Roman version of this podcast. <laughs> we couldn't say, you know, you couldn't tell me, like, you have to be at my villa at 7 p.m. to do the papyrus. Like, you would just be like, 
come sometime in the evening or like right. come as close to sundown as you can because they didn't have these like super precise ways to measure time. You could tell me to be somewhere at seven, but the chances of me like, you know, being precise in that measurement are very low. So I feel like in some ways, you know, cause you couldn't necessarily say be here at this exact time on the minute, but you'd be like, okay, be here between this time and this time on the sundial, right? which is like a much larger measurement of time. And it makes me kind of think about how, you know, things now are so, I think in a lot of ways, human life is stressful in ways that we all are very aware of. But then when you kind of think about how even like our concept of time has changed over millennia and the way that we measure and, you know, use time to structure our lives has changed a lot. And I think it makes me a little nostalgic for a time that you kind of had a 30 minute window to do something that now, you know, you have to be very like precisely on time for. So yeah, kind of makes me sad a little bit. Bring back sundials. Bring pocket sundials, rip, like a wrist carried sundial. <laughs> yeah. Dest I want to destroy all the clocks, destroy all the observatories, everything that has precise time measurements, trash sundial time. <laughs> We're going Go back full on Luddite. <laughs> like, I destroy, I'm like, we're never pushing the clocks for back again. We're only going forward. We're, yeah. we're getting rid of all precise time measurements. We're only doing sundials. That's my, that'd be the Ashlonian calendar at that point. Or the Ashlonian measurement of time. Bravo. You want UTC. I want my specific preferred time measurement, <laughs> which is sundials and no actual hard measurement of time. Yeah. Well, speaking of time, this episode's running long. This is true. So... I'll go ahead and close this off. Uh, hopefully, y'all had a good time listening and learned something new. Uh, I'll put uh, notes down in the show notes for y'all if you want to dig in deeper, look at pictures of Russia and other weird squiggly lines. Our music is by Mountaineer. You can find their stuff and more on Upbeat.io. The opening clip uh, that makes the horology joke um, <laughs> is from one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So um, Disney don't sue because it's funny and related and free use, whatever. Mm -hmm. As always, we'd like to acknowledge that we are recording the podcast on occupied land that rightfully belongs to the Kiowa, Comanche, Tonkwa, as well as other indigenous peoples. If you have any questions, suggestions for future episodes, or you just want to say hi, you can reach out to us at History Spelunkers. That's history, S-P-E-L-U-N-K-E-R-S, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being on the show again, Ashlyn. Thanks for having me, Kelvin. A, a fun time, as always. Yes. Until next time. Bye-bye.